This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Jersey. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, it's Monday and Sam needs a weekend. Charlene is feeling red October. And we talk essential oils and so much more with Living That Oil Life's Ashley Murphy. Hello. Hello. How goes? Fine, and you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You I'm need not, a weekend. I'm, I need, I'm not good. I need, <laughs> you need a weekend on Monday. I need weekend. It's was your weekend busy? You know, last week I was all braggy about being selfish and all of that. But <laughs> like again, I just pieced together my fucking weekend like it's a puzzle. I just had one thing after the other that I just had to like slot in with family birthdays and meetings and... You know, it it's so it's exhausting. It's exhausting, and to cut a long story short, I was at um, I came home with Elijah at half past eight last night. That's when I walked in my door on a Sunday night. On a Sunday before night. school and Monday yeah. the next day. Bear in mind again that I'm alone. So I'm um, woe is me. We should have like a boohoo crying soundbite. Yeah, oh no, that's it. Does, it's just it's too much, and I thought should I. I, I gave myself permission last night to not go to gym this morning mm. and to do what I needed if Just I needed. Just organize your life a bit. But I went to gym because I felt up to it. And mm. But I I was easy on myself in that I did give myself the, I'm not going to force it. Mm. If it happens, it happens, mm. you know. I suppose that also helps, takes the pressure off because then you're like, well, you know what, I actually feel up to it. Let me go rather exactly. than, fuck, now I've got to get through this, I've got to get through that. Yeah. But listen. You're bombing at momming because, I mean, Ray's been away for the longest time and you're hitting the home stretch six now. Six weeks, six weeks. We've got two more weeks to go. Unfortunately, Ray's missing Halloween, which oh. is <laughs> part of my bombing at momming for today. Yes. This week. Let's hear it. I am uh, bombing at momming because I've got my kid somehow into it. He's been watching Blippi and like other shows. I haven't purposefully... Told yeah, him. like indoctrinated this him with Hall- this is Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> this is what Halloween's about. But he's like, he wants to dress like a scary pumpkin. Oh, so we haven't gotten the scary, scary pumpkin outfit, but I've organized for friends to come over that afternoon and for them to like man the house and hand out candy while Elijah and I go trick-or-treating. Oh, nice. And I'm organizing his costume and all of that. And um, I mean, our neighborhood has a nice thing once a year and it's just nice for me to get to know everybody in that in mm-hmm. that respect and it's a fun thing for the kids. That's happening this weekend now. Next week. So we okay. do it we do it on the actual day of Halloween. Okay, I see. Yeah, so I did that plus hold the phone here. I got recycle bins. I, I'm looking at these colorful <laughs> things to the left of me and I've, I'm feeling very shit about myself look, as a human being. They're a bit of an eyesore in my household, but... I don't think so. I think they look very smart and organized. So Your we've got... Blue, red, green and yellow you. bins. Yeah, we've got a variety of bins for different plastics, paper, metal... And glass, of which of course contains all of my wine bottles <laughs> from the last yeah, I, th- six weeks. I think you're going to need a bigger one for, <laughs> for the glass. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, so I am on that journey and I feel like it's important to 
to teach Elijah. No, definitely. He's like, I mean, he's they recycle. Into it. They recycle at school, so Joshua recycles exactly. at school, and I feel bad because why is it only happening at school and at home? We're not doing it the right way, you know? Yeah. And he is throwing things away now. And, and being more cognizant and of I'm, all of that. He made yeah. me feel so shit the other day because he was asking me, can I put this one in here? And I was like, we only have the one, my boy, <laughs> so yes, it's got to go in there. <laughs> so, yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well I, done you. I feel good about that. One thing I do feel shit about, and this is my bad mom moment, and mm. I, I feel like our bad mom moments are aligning this week. <laughs> I, uh, Elijah has a cough. If there's, if there's one thing that has kept us awake at night when he's been sick, it's only that he coughs. He gets, either he gets croup, like full on croup, mm. or he gets um, just a bad post nasal drip and he just coughs his lungs out to yeah. the point of vomiting and, what, and whatnot. So this past week it was quite bad and we had a sleepless night, Friday night, leading into Saturday, which was my mom in law's birthday. So we stayed over at Omar and Opa that night. And Elijah wanted his blow-up mattress. He could have shared a bed with me because mm. Ray's not there to to sleep in the guest bed yes. with me. So I could have shared a bed with Elijah, but I brought the blow-up mattress because it was already blown up at home mm. and uh, popped it in the car and he wanted that. And I, I gave him the option of whose bedroom do you want to sleep in, mommy's or Oma and Opa. And of course he chose Oma and Opa. Yay! Yeah, he coughed. <laughs> The whole night. In Oma and Opa's in room. Oma and Opa's room. And <laughs> kept my in-laws up the whole night. So that is my bad mom moment. <laughs> you bombed him off to your in-laws. Did. For one night, that's not that bad. I They'll suppose. survive. On her birthday, though. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit happy birthday to you. He has my coughing kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not really... I suppose I'm bombing at momming this week because... Last week, my beloved Patty, our nanny, wasn't at work. She had to take the week off of work. And um, it was a rough week because I couldn't take the week off of work myself. So I had to do my regular work, my normal routine, as well as um, be full at home full-time with Jess and also clean the house. Luckily, mm. I've had to do all the housework, but luckily, Rhett was very helpful, and we just soldiered through it. Um, either he was entertaining the kids while I was cleaning, or vice versa, or when we had a quiet moment when the kids were playing outside, or Josh was off at school, and Jess was maybe being occupied by, by my in-laws, we quickly just did it. And then on Friday night, um, Josh went to sleep over at my in-laws, so I only had Jess at home, so I quickly got to do floors and vacuuming and caught up on some washing on Friday night and all of that stuff. So I feel like I'm bombing at momming because I managed all of that. You did all the things. I also just have to say that I know that there are women who do this every day of their lives. Um, I had one week and I wanted to die. So kudos so to you ladies. Kudos to, yeah. to you guys for whoever does it. And also kudos to my nanny because mm. she looks after my kid and she has to – Give her the appropriate attention, feed her, do all of what she needs to do, plus clean my house, do my washing and my ironing, only to leave to go, go and do, and do all hers. of that shit at her own house with two small children. So, yeah, I missed her very much. I was very happy to see her today. Well done, and Patty. I'm very grateful for the hard work that these domestic goddesses put in because yeah. it does not go unnoticed. Yeah. That would be my bombing at momming. My bad mom moment is that on Sunday, Rhett wanted to go watch the rugby with a friend of his who's immigrating soon. And um, 
I said to him, he said, can we go? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. But please, can we organize babysitters for the kids? Because I'm not going to someone else's house that they don't have small children. Not that they mind. They love the kids. No, but also but then you... There's, it's not like there's kids' toys and stuff happening. And the men are all like, friends we're all like watching stuff. the rugby and everybody's like into this game. And then I'm like outside trying to control the kids and let them not jump on the furniture or break the plants or whatever. Yeah. So but basically also you're not having a good time. Yes. And you know, you're not kicking I back. Can't, I can't relax for a second because I'm so nervous about... Also, it's not... A, a place that the kids have visited before so it's not an environment that they're familiar with and I thought they probably won't even have a nice time I'll rather just send them to their granny's house and there they can play and swim and they're familiar with it they can sleep and whatever so my bad mom moment is that I ship my kids off for Sunday so that I can go watch the rugby and have a braai well Charlene cheers to that <laughs> cheers to that we both I felt guilty but know, to be I honest mean. for the kids it would have been shitty to go there Yeah, they wouldn't have enjoyed going and I would have been shouting at them sit still don't do that it's not fair to them you no. know they're just little kids look i i think i would you know if we could have just sat and day we're we're day drinking you know yeah. um like we joked about <laughs> um then i would chink my glass and just say well done to us even through our bad mom moments because okay so listeners to catch you guys up i mean charlene was stuck in a roadblock this morning on the way to me we have a very exciting interview coming up and that particular mom is home with a sick kid and is also managing to to um you know log in for our call in and i yeah i'm i'm just in awe of what we do on on a a daily daily basis Mm. so um on to our topic for the day on the back of last week's episode that touched a lot on self care. Mm. Um, I just I wanted to touch on essential oils and the sort of furor that it's made um, in South Africa. It's really just coming to a head, guys. It, unless your head's in the sand, essential oils are all over the place, and mm. there are people trying to sell them to you, and shops trying to make a quick buck off of. You know, oils that uh, do wonders for you and there's memes going around about how crazy it all is and all the loonies that take part in it. Well, you know, I've got some inside information and we are going to touch base with a great friend of mine um, to hear more about her journey and why I am sold on essential oils. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Guys, our guest today is a mom with a story. Ooh, my favorite kind. Right? (laughs) Look, Ashley is balls deep in this essential oils business. And she has me believing that it's not as BS as the haters would want you to believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Back in the day, pre-kid Ash was an unhealthy slob just like the rest of us. (laughs) But something happened sometime before she conceived her daughter. And it caused her to start axing all the nasties in her life, looking beyond food and exercise to a more natural, 
and holistic lifestyle. But I only know half of that to be really true. So I guess we should tap into Ash to get the full story. Listeners, from what Sam tells me, this chick is a lover and a healer. And she will answer all your questions at the drop of a hat, just like she's about to answer all our questions now. Welcome, Welcome Ashley. Ashley. Hi, guys. <laughs> so lucky to have you on the line. Um, so good to be here. Sick kids and traffic be damned. Oh we, my gosh. Know. Blue Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are know, in it. We in are it. listen, but we're power women. Let's just give ourselves that. I'm just gonna I'm right? just gonna do this. Yay for us. <laughs> all of us. Yes. Can you just follow me around all day, every day, just and doing that? Yeah. In the back. Just just do it all day because, you know, if I you, need it. If you pay more than this podcast, I might just. I'll do it. I'll do it. Can I pay you in oil? Yeah, actually. We can totally do it. Okay, Ash. Let's, let's figure out um, exactly who you are so we can get into this essential oil stuff. Uh, firstly, let's get to know you a little bit better. Who lives in your house? Um, so it's me and then Duncan, my husband, and Sloane, our just, oh man, beautiful treasure child. She's two and a half. But I swear she takes up the space of six kids. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, man. <laughs> Sweet. She's a firecracker, but oh man, it's, she's just everything. She's everything. Listen, so... I guess what I can say is this. You are my go-to essential oils guru. You, you made me believe in this voodoo magic, uh, but mostly because of how you got into it. So, so firstly, yeah. I need to say, and Charlene doesn't know this, but like it, 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 essential oils has like taken Instagram by storm, right? So we've all yeah, seen that happening. Yeah, sure. And a funny thing for our listeners and to tap into is um, I – dm'd you and i was just like how is this yeah. you know and i asked about the different companies and i and yeah. so charlene ash just was like what's your number <laughs> and she just was like i'm gonna phone you <laughs> let's just talk about this because i think we had like a 30 minute conversation yeah. that day. it was just i love instagram it just connects you yeah. with the right people so what you're yeah, saying is is literally she's our people it sounds like she's our people she's our people <laughs> dude i'm totally the people and you know the funniest part like we were chatting and there was this i swear there were f-bombs flying i was having a day and i was like oh shit sorry i'm like i'm so sorry you like i'm sorry i'm <laughs> having a day it is a shit show <laughs> and shit. sam was just like girl yeah. like we're just we're besties now it's, oh. it's done it's <laughs> <Yeah>. done <laughs> Okay, listen, so Charlene doesn't know, she, now she knows she's t uh, caught up with how, how we met, but not caught up as yeah. to, to your background and how you got into it. So tell us, um, talk to us about the beginning and, and how you got into your journey into clean living. Sure. So thanks and I got married in 2014 in the January. And in the May of that year, which was what, four months later, um, I had a stroke and, um, oh, it was, it was a disaster. How old, so how <laughs> we old were, were you at this stage? Because you, I was, I was 26. I mean, I you, have you ever heard of it? 26. No, so actually mine specifically, well, cause like fast forward a little bit now, but I, I'd been feeling crap for a long time. Like I was, I was having headaches. I was just feeling just shit overall. Um, I was tired, I was lethargic, I was grumpy, and I just thought, oh, you know, this is just life, you know, mm -hmm. you get 
curveballs thrown at you. You do what you do. You like wage through it. And that's just what we do. And I started realizing that I was just my overall sort of feeling of how I felt was just really crappy. Mm. And, um, Dunks and I went away the one weekend actually for for work for him and we, it was in Durban and on our way back I just said to him I feel so sick I'm sick of feeling nod I'm sick of having a headache I'm taking all these pain pills like I just hate it and I just feel like crap and that following weekend was Mother's Day and I had a stroke oh my god and um, I'll never, I, just, I won't forget it. Like the whole day I felt so emotional and I actually thought, look, I think I need to be checked into like an institution or something because yeah. I feel like I'm losing my damn mind. I'm all over the place. Like one minute I'm fine, the next minute I just burst into tears. Like I honestly felt like I was just behaving like a crazy person. And like I'd had a struggle with mental health early, like a couple of years ago, like basically all of my teenage years. And then into like adulthood as well. And I just thought, flip, no, maybe I need to go back onto my meds or mm. I need to just, you know, go back to my psychiatrist. I just, I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm losing the plot. And um, we sat down the Sunday night to watch a movie. And I just remember the credits like rolled and I looked at him and he was talking to me, but I couldn't make sense of the words. Um, it was weird because I, I knew it was English, but they made no sense. And I must have started freaking out because I saw my own like hands like waving around and I stood up and I just got very hot and that was the last thing I remembered. Um, I came to in the hospital um, and they were just hanging bag after bag after bag of pain meds and I just remember this excruciating pain. And um, Where was the pain? My head, my head yeah. and my neck. Um, and it was weird though, because I felt like this disconnect. Um, mm. it, it was as if I couldn't feel the rest of my body. I just felt this like massive feeling of pain on my, like in my head. Yeah, I was just in a lot of pain. And eventually I just said to them, please just stop with the meds because I was Out of tripping it. my balls off. Mm. I was tripping my balls off, but the pain <laughs> was no better. Oh, that's and, insane. Um, no, it was nuts. And then the next day, the neurologist on call um, came to see me, and that's when the, the test started, basically. They were poking and prodding and blood and uh, CAT scans and just every freaking thing you can actually think of. And, yeah, on the third day, I still had my head in a bucket on my bed, puking my heart out, and he was like, the CAT scan was clear, we don't understand. And what's going on and he said look the last thing we can do is an MRI and I obviously just lost my shit because I said to him but you've done one and he said no we did a CAT scan and it came back and I was like why would you do a CAT scan like mm. if this was which we knew it was a stroke but I said you don't pick up clots and stuff like that you do an MRI for those so why have you not done one like I was out of it and he said to me no because of medical aid and blah 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 they want to see that you've exhausted every avenue and I was just like oh rude. yeah at the at the expense <laughs> of your life yeah, possibly. And he, said, he said well he said to me now um that they might not cover the cost of an MRI so you know you might need to pay for it and I was like well I've been here for three days and you still can't tell me what's wrong with me so I don't actually know I don't necessarily want to fork out 10 grand if you're still going to say oh I don't know what happened I don't know what's wrong with you so I went in for the MRI um 
I was supposed to be in there for like half an hour. The lady wheeled me out after five minutes and so was with geskrik, jylle. Really? So was with geskrik. And I just, I remember sitting there and just thinking, well, when she put me on the, the scan table to like wheel me in, I'll never forget it. It was this like Afrikaans sunny and she was very, she was very bond. Mm. She, there was no like niceties. And I was like, hello, how are you? And she was just like, Le, you're going to be in there for a while. And I thought, I still cracked a joke with her and I was like, well, you might want to keep my bucket nearby, you know? <laughs> and she just was like, okay, Leigh. And I was like, you yeah, know, this chick's got no time for anybody. And she took me out and she like helped me off the table. And it was, come my scat, come sit. And I was ah. like, well, Nia, I'm like, Nia, stop this. This got to be just, good. Could you so just be rude to I'm, me again? Yeah. And I was like, I just looked at her and I was like, don't you be nice. I was like, what, what is it? Don't you be nice to me. Like, <laughs> I was like, don't you be nice now. And she just kind of looked at me and I said to her, what is it? Tell me. Like, am I, I thought, oh, I've got brain cancer. Yeah, I've got a tumor or something. I'm dying. Tu- like, th- this is it. Like, this is, and I just remember thinking, I'm not done yet. Oh. Like, I'm not done. Holy cow. Sorry, guys. No. Mm -mm. Take your time. So um, they wheeled me back to my room and she obviously said, look, she can't tell me anything. I need to wait for the doctor. So I just sat and waited. And I remember just thinking, I phoned Dunks and I said to him, look, you've got to come. And he was finishing something up at work. He said to me, I'm just quickly going in and I'll be back. And I phoned him and you need to come back now. Like shit is hitting the fan and I don't know what's going on. Mm. And um, the next second I just heard footsteps running down the corridor. And my first reaction was because they had me in the neuro ward, I just thought, shame, it's one of the old fogies again. So the previous night, there, something had happened with one of the old guys like down the passage. And I still just remember thinking, I actually prayed and I was just like, please just be with whoever that is. And, you know, just help them and yeah, they come into my room and I was like, oh, I've all sucked. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm the emergency. And, uh, How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, no, it felt like a movie, guys. I'll be honest with you. It was so, so, so surreal. It really just feels, even now thinking back, it kind of feels like I was watching it from the outside. Mm. It was very, very weird. Um, And yeah, the doctor sort of sat on my bed and I, I may or may not have told him to get off, get the F off my bed. <laughs> I'm like, you give bad news. When you sit on the bed, you give bad news and nothing good comes from that. So you need to stand. You need to stand and you need to tell me what's going on and how you're going to make it better. And he just showed me this A4 piece of paper and he turned it around and they'd blown up one of the squares from the MRI scan, which was like a side view of my skull. And they'd blown it up nice and big. And he sort of showed me with his pen and he said, this long thing over here, he's like, that's the blood clot in the center of your brain. And I was like, what now? Mm. And I just remember looking at it thinking, but that's like almost the entire length of my skull. Like, how is that? Mm. How is that in there? And he just said to me, he's like, I have never seen something like this before. And he's like, we're going to just, we're going to do what we need to do, but he's like, you need to just lay down for me and you need to just take it easy. And he actually looked freaked out. I think that's what freaked me out the most Yeah, was that he just looked just, I don't know, petrified. And yeah, it was just, that, that's kind of where it started really. Yeah. Okay. I, um, 
yeah, that was that was my big wake up call, and um, I I kind of started like the healing process from there. I was very lucky in that I didn't have any like permanent damage or anything like that. Um, when they took me in, they caught everything very early, so that was great. Um, but obviously, after that, it was it was quite a road, mm-hmm. you know, to just resting. And they said, look, you can't work for a while. You need to just focus on getting better and getting back to where you were. So, Ash, so, yeah, like how long did you have to take off of work? Um, you know, you said this is where your process started, but like did you figure out what it caused um, the blood clot and the stroke? Yeah, so that was – I was actually in my probationary period um, working at a school mm. and um, about a week into my hospital stay, I got a letter saying that I had been let go, that they couldn't extend my, yeah, my leave. So, yeah, but, but also you know, a blessing, I think in a I way, suppose. it was a blessing in yeah. disguise. Yeah, it was really tough at the time because I thought, like, what kind of monster, you know, lets someone go when they, they've just got through something like this. But in hindsight, I mean, I get it. They had no idea, you know, what the situation was or whatever. But um, And what do you do? It was, good know, in the, yeah. it was good in the sense that I could just focus on myself, Yeah. Um, which was, yeah, that was that was a good thing. Um, but what happened was, as I was getting better, the, the nausea kind of stayed and we kept having to do repeat MRIs and, you know, to check that it was getting smaller and I was on very, very hectic um, anticoagulants just to kind of thin my blood out. So they were and treating they you with meds was, while you, sorry to interrupt, so you were being, you were staying in hospital being treated with meds to try and um, thin, out thin out the clot so that yeah. it would clear itself, no surgery. Yeah, so, Normally, you were, you were the, taking the it easy normally, at home. Yeah. Sorry, now I'm also well, interrupting. I, to, I was in hospital first uh, for a while while they started the um, all of the like, blood thinners. Mm. Um, and they were having to do MRIs like every two or three days just to check yes. that it was getting smaller. Because now obviously the risk was that a, a large chunk would break loose again, which is obviously what had happened um, with the stroke. Okay. So, yeah, so the doctor did say to me, you know, there's there's two ways to handle it. They could either operate to remove the clot, but that's very dependent on where the blood clot is, how big it is, why the person was clotting. Mm. And in my case, it was a, a venous sinus thrombosis. So it was slap bang in the middle of my brain, all along the length of my brain. So sort of from the front all the way down to the back, um, towards the base of my skull. And it was about as thick as a about as thick as your thumb. What? Um, that's huge. So yeah, it was it was yeah. Look, they used the word they used the word huge in the the radiology report. Oh, that's something that I had to laugh at afterwards. No, when, it, you know, when, they, when it's so big, there's no medical writing. term for it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that should not be allowed. Like, they should not be able to use words like huge. I feel like that's should a bit say like significant or some <laughs> yes, other science right? blah, blah. And I saw huge and I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, – we got to a point where they were like, okay, it was safe for me to come home. I obviously had to inject myself every day with my meds. Um, in the beginning, I was actually on warfarin, so I had to go in for blood tests every two or three days where they would then adjust my dosage accordingly. Um, but it was making me really, really sick. The warfarin was making, well, what we thought was the warfarin. Um, I just having kept having these weird like episodes of vomiting. And um, after a couple of months, they would still happen, like once or twice a month. And they started getting more and more severe, and the MRIs were clear, the CAT scans were clear, there were no more symptoms 
from the stroke or like side effects or after effects from it. Um, and that was kind of where it really began because I had to start seeing specialists and this doctor and that doctor and nobody knew what was wrong with me. No one could explain why I would be fine one second and then puking my heart out the next. Mm. And then what happened? <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, oh man, it was tough. It was honestly, it was like 12 months of just hell. I would be fine one second and all of a sudden it would hit me like a freight train. And You were like this rando anything, test case. Yeah, yeah, where I would just start vomiting. Like as if you had a stomach bug. I would just get this intense nausea and it would be anywhere from a couple of hours I think the longest one was like a week long where I had to be hospitalized. Um, and were you scared that every time this bout, these bouts of nausea came that you were like that something was wrong and the blood was clotting again was, and that another petrified. stroke was imminent? So, yeah, I was petrified. So they, every time it happened, they would obviously have to redo an MRI. Oh, to double check that everything because of my was history, no clotting. Yeah. Yeah. So what was worse for me was I think that would have been an easy alternative if someone had said to me okay look you're clotting again that would have been easier for me because I would have known but, but the no instead, answers it was yeah instead it was a year of from this know. doctor yeah. to the next one to the next one I had unnecessary stomach surgery I really oh had a stent put in my brain because like each doctor that I went to had his theory on what was wrong and what was causing it but no matter what tests they ran nobody could Nobody could narrow it down or like show me definitively on paper what was happening. Yeah. Um, And that's where you actually, no matter what, what a medical doctor has studied and how many. No one could give me answers. And and that's where you start to realize it is all just a major fucking guessing game. Mm. Yeah. Actually. Well, you know what it was for me? I, I like to be in control. I like to know. I want facts. I want to know exactly why, where. I, want, I need those things. Um, and none of these doctors could tell me. So I think it was more, I always say to people, my business started out of necessity. It wasn't that I woke up one day and decided, oh, I want to be healthy. seems like a great idea, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't love the fact that I needed to be healthy. I'm going to be honest with you. I was quite content with my fast-paced, unhealthy life. Yeah. Um, looking back, it was, you know, it was it was an easier time. It was easier not worrying about cooking healthy meals and mm. what's in my products. And, you know, maybe I should, I don't know, take some supplements. Like, I was like, eh, what is? Mm. <laughs> it's all good. You know, we're healthy. It's fine. And I was kind of forced into the situation where I was actually just desperate. You I was have desperate to, do it, yeah. to feel better and mm. to figure out what the fuck was going on with me. Like, excuse my language now. But honestly, <laughs> Not on was, the we, were at a point, <laughs> we were at a point where I was just like, this cannot be my life. Yeah. I can't live like this for the rest of my life. You know, it's just when I thought I was in the clear, it would hit me, you know, out of nowhere. <sighs> and that was when I was diagnosed, funnily enough. I, purely by chance, I was in the ICU. Um, at a hospital here in Pretoria. And yet another specialist said, look, we've done every test. Guys, I even had a doctor at a different hospital tell me that I was making it up. Oh, that's that nice. I was that like, you're like a hypochondriac. It was in my head. 
Yeah, that it was. Well, in it my is head. in my head. And, <laughs> it's in my brain. Me, I actually, do you know that I actually started thinking he was right? <gasps> that is how. Man. That is how bad it was that I. I thought, well, shit, he must be right. Like I must be just off my rocker because these doctors study like their whole lives, and what the hell do I know? Yeah, you know that maybe it is. Maybe, and I actually said to them, well, then can you give me medicine to help with that? Because yeah. Like, I just if it's if it's in my head, then fix my head. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Get and the psych ward in, and or get yeah, me into the no, psych guys, ward and I'm, sort I'm this super, shit out. I'm super proactive. I like I said to you, I had um, I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was 15 years old. Um, so I was and uh, another thing, I just faced it like head on. Mm. I was like, right, then let's deal with this shit. Like. Mm. Let's go for therapy. Let me take the meds. Like mm. in my mind, mental health is not something that you play around with. And if you need to take medication to help you, then you do it. Well, if you're a if diabetic you need, and you need insulin, you take, you take it. Exactly. You, f- exactly. you fix your diet and you take your freaking insulin. So exactly. why not do the same when it comes to a, a, a psychological mental or mental why health you, disorder? Why would you treat it less seriously? Exactly. Your mental state of being is so important Mm -hmm. and I've always been the kind of person I was like well if there's a problem then I'm going to deal with it whichever way I have to so you know for me it wasn't I wasn't even freaked out I just said to him well if that's what's going on here then you need to help me then let's fix it yeah then you need let's find me a therapist let's figure it out and it was a couple of weeks later that I was in ICU at little company of well it used to be little company of Mary and the I had a surgery where they wrap your it's called a nissen fund duplication they wrap your stomach and then they repair like a hernia that you have in your in your stomach but what it does is it prevents you from throwing up so that little clippy that you've got that valve oh because they were thinking that it it in place the the vomiting was was as a result of that chronic yeah he said it was a chronic good um, that was caused from me vomiting so much with the blood clot mm-hmm. that that little clippy now was not working, working so well. And okay. that was why, yeah. So I was like, fine. Let's do it. <laughs> do what you need to do there. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on. And um, I woke up from the surgery needing to vomit, and of course I couldn't. So Ugh. there was like a month of heaving and nothing could come out and eventually I was just begging this guy to like reverse the surgery because I said to him You'd rather if there's vomit. anything worse than yeah if there's anything worse than vomiting all the time it's needing to vomit and, and not you can't that's the thing yeah. I just as a side note I hate vomiting yeah. like I don't know yeah, what's worse the actual feeling of nausea or um, the actual vomiting but somehow when you vomit yeah. you do feel a bit better so you feel better. I well, can this is it. only this imagine is exactly so it. that feeling just stays because there's no yep. nothing Ooh. it was so bad eventually because uh, the surgery how they do it they they use internal staples Mm-hmm. And eventually, those staples started like ripping, and so <gasps> yeah, it was it was it, it was a disaster. So eventually, he he reversed the surgery, and I was then referred to uh, a specialist physician in the hospital. Who, to this day, I swear I will kiss his face because <laughs> they saved my life. Honestly, I don't know where I would be now without that doctor and the neurologist that was there. They were the first people in all of those months to just say, you know what, let's take a step back. Maybe it's got nothing to do with the clot. Ah. Maybe 
maybe it's the nausea. completely different. Yeah, so they they also didn't know what was going on. And so one day, the, the specialist came in, and he, oh, the neurologist came in. I'll never forget it was on my birthday. And I was spending my, my birthday in the hospital. And they actually agreed, because I was in the ICU, they actually agreed to move me down into the ward just for the day so that I could have visitors. Mm. And they brought me balloons, and it was just... Oh, Guys, it was hard. <laughs> and that evening, um, I still feel like it was the best birthday gift, but that evening uh-huh. the neurologist came down and Duncan was talking to him and Duncan being the incredible brain that he is, um, was reading every single piece of literature he could possibly find. My poor husband was reading medical journals. He was reading studies. He was just, I think, also desperately trying to just find the answers, do something just anything, you know, anything felt better than just waiting and not getting answers. And he was speaking to the neurologist and the doctor looked at him and he looked at me and he said, do you smoke weed? And I was like, what? Huh? I'm like, Brew, I'm in the hospital. Where am I supposed to smoke weed? First of all, secondly, will it help? Because I'll totally do it. <laughs> just, I, just, I will do whatever Bring you want it. me to do at this mm. stage. Yeah. And he said to me, no, he's like, like kind of giggled. He was very awkward. And he's, he like laughed and he said, look, promise me. He's like, there's nothing else going on. Yeah, I said, listen, you can run a talk screen. There's nothing going on. And he kind of, he was like, okay, okay, okay. I think I know what's going on. I'll be back tomorrow. And he, he just left just like that. And the next day he came back to my room and he said, look, we think we may, may know what this is. And I said, well, what? Tell me. And he said to me, look, we're going to start you on treatment. Let's see how goes, and we'll take it from there. And I was like, okay. So um, I drank my pelikis that they gave me. Mm. And I think it was three days later, my nausea had subsided completely. And they were able to take my feeding tube out. I was taking in fluids. It was life-changing. And they said to me, look, you have this really rare condition. Um, We've been in touch with doctors in the States who are studying it. Um, he's like, it's called cyclic vomiting syndrome. And I was like, what? That doesn't even sound like a real thing. Like, no, what is, that doesn't sound real. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he's like, I know. He said, it's super rare. Um, they normally see it in pediatric patients. And when they do see it in adults, um, when it is adult onset, like out of the blue, it's normally after a head trauma. So it's, after a massive concussion, a car accident, or a, a stroke, something like that. And in my case, it was a stroke. Yeah. And oh my God. So I was like, what? And basically, it just became for us a mission to figure out how to treat this. Like, they started me on uh, the treatment protocol that the doctors in the States suggested, um, that they said they were having good results with. And basically, it just became a thing of me trying to figure out how to be kind to my body, how to heal after a whole year of just being prodded and poked and taking meds and testing and being opened up Uh and sewn together. God. Yep. So why was he asking? Never mind mind the physical healing, like just the emotional. Yeah, how draining. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you must remember, like the stroke was four months after Duncan and I got married. And, I mean, my husband had to clean me 
and mm. he cleaned up my vomit. He helped me go to the toilet. It mm. was shit got real, <laughs> real quick. quick. Sorry, I married real this quick. one, but she seems to be broken. Can I have a <laughs> refund, please? No, you laugh, you laugh. Apparently, and I don't even remember it, but he said to me for like a long time, every time that he would get to the hospital, I would sob and say to him, you didn't sign up for this, you can leave. Like, I won't hate you. This is not, this is not what you married. And, and it's okay. Yeah, when, you when you make that for better or worse promise, you kind of hope that the worst will only come when yeah. you're older. <laughs> when you're both exactly. shitting yourselves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And clean each other's shitty diapers. Oh, oh, no. no. What, so, out of interest, why were they asking if you, if you smoke marijuana? So, so what they asked is, and it's, it's such a tricky thing, and I think that's why it's so difficult to diagnose cyclic vomiting syndrome. There is something called... Um, what is it called? Cannabinoid hyperemesis. I think it's, is it? Okay. Yeah. Where basically people who use marijuana get like the greenies and vomits a lot. Yes. So when you smoke too much weed or use it in its various forms too much, your body gets sick as well. And your body also presents with vomiting. Okay. So what happens in the States is they use cannabis as one of the ways to treat CVS. But then you also get people who get what looks like CVS from just smoking too much weed. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have to rule that out before. Okay. Yeah, you'll get people going to hospitals going, there's something wrong with me, I'm vomiting, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, obviously CVS will come up, but then they'll see that the person tests positive for marijuana. And then, of course, it becomes a case of, okay, were you using weed to help you through the nausea of CVS or are you nauseous because you were using too much Yeah, weed like a chicken like and CVS. egg situation which exactly. came first. Okay. Exactly. And because you can't just do a blood test that says, oh yes, you tested positive for CVS, mm. it just doesn't happen. It's a brain gut disorder. So mm. yeah, it's just, it's a relatively gray area. Um, and that was why the doctor said to me, look, let's start your treatments and see what happens because he was also like, well, to him it also sounded like a bunch of weird words just put together. <laughs> so, Ash, listen, um, this all started, like this whole journey started because of the the clot and the stroke. So yeah. before we get on to um, essential oils and basically your journey to holistic, healthy living, did mm-hmm. you ever figure out or can doc- have doctors ever told you why at your age the a stroke, stroke happened? happened. So, yes, they did. <laughs> I was convinced that it was hereditary and I was actually quite angry with myself because my mom has had a DVT before. Mm. Um, and that's deep, deep vein thrombosis. Long, yes. Yeah, clarify, okay. And so did my grandfather, but he was older. So I just thought, oh, obviously it's that. It's that you know, yeah. obviously have a clotting disorder. And of course they do all of those tests on you at, like as a routine when they find out that you have a blood clot. And the doctor said to me, look, you are clear for everything, like absolutely everything. And I said to him, but that's not possible because why else would I? Guys, I had stopped my pill one week before I had the stroke. One week. The contraceptive. Mm-hmm. Dunks and I mm-hmm. wanted to have a child. We wanted to grow our family. And we were like, well, this is now when you stop the pill. You know, things are starting to happen. We are ready and obviously the pill, what we realized now afterwards, because when they took my medical history and everything, they said, are you on the contraceptive, blah, blah, blah. Duncan said no, because I wasn't. But a week before that, I was. Oh. So obviously my blood 
stopped clotting. And that's why a piece of the clot broke loose. Oh, my goodness. So I clot from external hormones or artificial hormones, synthetic hormones, however you want to say it. Mm. Um, and in my case, my blood clots from the contraceptive pill. And apparently, it's happening more and more frequently to young women. So it's, yeah, it's frightening, actually. So, I mean, that, and that's what has, that in addition to your story, essentially, everything else that came from that has, has kind of launched you into this lifestyle and um yep. and that's what we're going to chat more about now is that essential oils has basically become the flavor of the day wherever you look yeah and i mean if you spend a lot of your time on instagram Listen, on instagram yeah it's, yeah yeah it's madness young living yeah. doTERRA it's like Everywhere. there's plenty of brands popping up and whatever so mm-hmm. i mean this is you basically that is where your journey began you got in that is yeah. how you started your your oil journey so it's Tell yeah. us a little bit more about living that oil life and what, you, what yeah. started your business how I got and there. how that launched, yeah. Yeah, so in a nutshell, I was obviously having to take a lot of medication. Um, when they finally diagnosed me, it was pretty aggressive that we needed to just try and help my body. Um, and I needed to find a treatment protocol that worked for me. So together with that, I actually sat with my specialist and I said to him, look, I'm going to be honest, like I haven't been very kind to myself. I am not a healthy person. I don't have healthy habits. Um, This is, I said to him, like, I feel like this is my body's way of just going, you haven't looked after me. So how do you expect me to look after you kind of thing? Mm. And I said to him, look, you know, we're on treatment now. I'm doing a bit better, but I need to, I just need to heal and I need to learn because guys, I had no idea. I need to learn how to be healthy and I need to learn how to be good to myself. And that's beyond, this, I really is, wasn't being, this is like far beyond, oh, I'm going to eat more salad and, yeah, and yeah, work yeah. out. This is like really yeah. getting into what, yeah. what we are exposed hard. to like, on a daily basis. I think mentally it was hard for me as well because my pace of living life has always been very fast. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like if I look back, I've never really been very good at being like, how am I doing today? You know, it's just, Mm. let's get shit done. Mm. And life throws stuff at you and you figure it out and you move on, you know? And so for me, it was a case of, I just needed to learn what it was that my body needed me to do for it. Um, Because I kind of had this disconnect. I didn't look after myself at all. And kind of along the way was when I fell in love with essential oils. I, I've been using oils now for about three years and so long before this uh, the whole popularity thing yeah you you, you could consider yourself like a spearheader essentially in this yeah. country well I mean I didn't think so I thought people all just thought I was batshit crazy <laughs> um, for all of my oils and things that I use I mean I, I just kind of didn't really even tell people about it anymore because they'd all kind of look at me and get this like Like, blank look over their face like do you dance naked in the moonlight as well (laughs) do you also rub crystals yeah it it very quickly turned from interest to shame she's a weirdo lacquer after the stroke (laughs) yeah something (laughs) i just kind of like carried on on my own theme and it was really then, like, my specialist was actually the one that brought up essential oils in the first place. And he said to me, like, have you thought about looking at natural um, alternatives 
to use in like in addition to the treatment that we've got you on. Um, and I said to him, yeah, but yeah, we get essential oils like in any corner shop, you know, yeah. click this game, wherever. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and that was when I had to kind of learn the differences. Like 100% pure essential oil is not 100% pure essential oil. Like just because it says it on the label doesn't mean that it is. Okay. Um, and that for me was really hard because I was like, that's bullshit. People shouldn't be allowed to lie like that. Yeah. Yes. So, but what I realized was like legally, one of the fine print things, in order for something to be labeled like an essential oil on the shelf, in order for it to be labeled 100% pure, only 5% of what's in there needs to come from the pure source. Mm. Like oh wrap your God. head around that, guys. Yeah, 5% They're not talking nothing. about wh- how it's being distilled, how it's been cut, what's been added. Like it just blew my mind. Mm. And that was when I learned about doTERRA and Young Living. There were a couple of other companies overseas that also said they had pure oils, but I couldn't find a lot of um, like studies to back it up. And obviously, because of doTERRA and Young Living being marketing, um, network marketing companies as well, there's a lot of studies done on them. Like, if you look just anywhere and everywhere, there's every external company doing studies on their oils because obviously they're looking for they're looking for like negative. They're looking as well. to nail them on something. Mm, mm. So, so for me, that was a good thing. That was a good thing yeah. for me because I was like, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what's in there. So, so you looked into into them, and basically, what they do is now you yeah you can correct me if I'm wrong is that they yeah. they supply you with a, a machine called a diffuser infuser what do you a diffuser a yeah diffuser and yeah. and all the basic oils and you can create your own yeah you, the different companies normally have their own sort of different kits that you can buy the oils in hmm. um, for me it was tricky because. I was happy with what I was reading about the actual product. What I wasn't happy on, can you hear Sloan outside? Okay. <laughs> mom li- hashtag sorry. mom life. <laughs> Daddy's got this. Good. Um, you but what I, I was happy with what I was seeing on paper and about the actual quality of the oils. I love that. What I wasn't happy with was the fact that it was a network marketing company. Mm. I'll be honest with you, it put me off straight away. Away. And by that we're looking like, at oh, like your traditional. No. You'd basically look at it and it'd be like it looks like a pyramid scheme. Mm. Exactly. That was that was my exact words actually. Like okay. I was searching on Facebook and I actually found a lady here in South Africa, and her and I ended up becoming friends. And I still just said to her, I'm like, I'd love to use the product, but I'm not interested in in selling anything and, yeah. or selling. I don't want to sell anything to anyone. If I'm honest with you, I don't have the time. I don't have the inclination. I just want the actual product. And it was very difficult to get your hands on back then because remember, only since January this year um, and because launch was happening now in October, did they set up that whole, they had like a flat rate shipping that included all of your customs and Mm. all of that, which made it a hell of a lot more affordable. When I started, we were paying in dollars. We were paying basically equivalent to the price of the product in customs, duties and shipping. Oh my God. So it was... Guys, I literally cried every mm. month. Like I literally sobbed paying that money. And I was just like, I didn't have a choice because I couldn't find oils that had the same quality here. Um, and what I was doing is my friend would place her order and I would say, please, can you just grab me a bottle of lavender or please, can you grab me a bottle of this or whatever? And she would obviously just let me then use her member discount. 
Um, and eventually it got to a point where she just said to me, look, you're being ridiculous. You need to just get your own kit because you get the diffuser. But she's like, you're ordering so much stuff every month that this just doesn't make sense. And she's like, you earn credit back on what you spend. It's like a loyalty program. And I was like, ah, ah, you see. You you're see what's happening here. Yeah. Stuff. This yeah. is now you're getting me in that. here. <laughs> Don't yeah. rope me then, into this nonsense. Yeah. And she said to me, she's like, okay, based on the stuff that you want to order this month, this is what you would have gotten free, like free product. And I was like, hmm. what do you mean? <laughs> and she said, if you're on the loyalty program and you're ordering rent, they give you free stuff and you earn back a percentage of what you spend. And I was like, hmm. Okay. okay. So, okay. so now to cut this long, uh, long story short, that you basically, you did, you eventually bought your own diffuser. Yep. I bought my kit. I bought my starter kit. And you and wanted guys, just the was, product, but you've... I just wanted the product, yeah. You I wasn't started your own. At all. Which is what I'm interested in because yeah. I don't want to fuss around with oils and the make oil. my own blends. I get that yeah. it's easy. A lot of the bloggers have come on and they've been like, we do this and I've made my own and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I'm just like... No, Ash that is sounds my like girl. admin yeah. to me. I don't, I don't actually yeah. have surface space well, in my house is, for a diffuser. <laughs> this was the exact thing for me. So I ended up buying my starter kit, and it was basically just because I wanted an ultrasonic diffuser. Mm. Um, at that stage, they weren't easy to get your hands on here. Like in South Africa, you could get humidifiers and you could get like nebulizers and stuff, but I couldn't find an actual ultrasonic diffuser. So what that is basically is it uses vibration instead of heat to diffuse the oils and break up the oils into the air. Um, and so I thought, well, okay, you know what? Let me just grab the kit and let's just do that. And if I earn free stuff every month, that's awesome. Bonus, like, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, and because at that point it made sense for me, I wanted us to start making, I wanted to start making products for like us. Um, and I wanted to use the oils to do that. So I figured, well, every free thing I can get in return is awesome because it's something that I can use in a product that I wouldn't have been able to afford. And I just started playing around. Um, by that stage, like fast forward now a while, um, we had fallen pregnant and we actually lost our first little girl. Mm. Mm, sorry, that's <clears throat> tough. Sorry. Mm. And um, it was, uh, I stopped my treatment because I was just so worried that the medicine was going to, harm her in some way mm. and I ended up getting sick again so it just you know it didn't work out and we fell pregnant a couple of months later again with Sloan everything went well my pregnancy was very difficult I was very very sick um obviously just because of my condition and everything added onto it and um when she was born I at that stage was just struggling so much with my eczema I hoped she wouldn't get it. She did. My poor little baby, tiny as she was, looked like one big scab. It was terrible. Oh. And um, the first thing I actually made was um, a cream for her because I bought all of the like natural brands that we could get locally. And as natural as they were, it just wasn't cutting it. Like mm. she was still scaly and she was still like her skin was all red and sore. And honestly, I just got hotful. And mm. I was like, you know what? This, I'm going to learn how to make my own stuff. Surely it can't be that difficult. Like, how did our grannies, grannies, grannies make stuff? Mm. Like, <laughs> surely I can do this. <laughs> I didn't want anything fancy. I just wanted something that would work 
and not cause any damage. And obviously by that point, I'd become super aware of we used. So I really wasn't wanting to use like the general products you could get on the shelf because I knew what those ingredients were. Mm. I knew and you knew the they, lies that marketing really law allows for, you know? Exactly. Mm. And honestly, it petrified me. In a way, it was, I was actually a bit annoyed because <laughs> there were so many products that I used before that I loved that I just in good conscience couldn't use anymore because I now knew what was in them. Mm. Um, Once you know, then you know. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you unknow back? it. And yeah. it, it pissed me off. I, I'll be honest. I was angry. And I mean, at that point, I had obviously just vowed that I was going to do things better. And we had a little girl and I, I said to Dunks, I want to do better so that she does better. I want her to know her norm growing up, using products in the way that we do things. I want that to be her norm, not let me just grab any old product off the shelf and not know what's in it and just lather that all over my skin, you know. Mm. I want her to know how to do things just sort of in the healthiest way that we can. Yeah, Um, empower her with that information. From the beginning, just let just it be a part of her yeah. life. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I'm also not one of those judgy people that's like, oh, you use this cream or you shouldn't. It's very bad. Like, I really don't. We all need to just take what works for us and leave what doesn't. But what I do believe in very, very strongly is informed choice. I want mm. people to know what is in that cream, that toothpaste, that hairspray, what is in your shampoo. Um if you know what that is and you're happy to still use it, that's fine. Yeah. But don't just use something because that's just what we do. So, you Ash, know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and totally. I, I love, I love so that was the, I the non-judgmental take. You know, I never feel yeah, kind no. of put in the spotlight. I never feel like, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be taking that and you should rather be, no. you know. So, I, yeah. I hit you up. I feel like quite a lot because I'm always aware that a lot of people – also ask your advice. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I want you to chat very briefly um, because unfortunately we are running out of time, but I, I want to get into I'm your... I rambler. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, you know what? We'll have you on again. Our kids are sick. What do we do? So um, you started... Take to the doctor, damn it. <laughs> but also, put on but your diffuser. Do. Yeah. Get those oils on them. Yeah. So, I mean... Essential oils have now become a lot more accessible, but yeah. you've established your brand that I love you've, yeah. and your roller blends, especially you've got a lot of other stuff um, yeah. sort of in your cache of products. But I mean, yeah. listeners, if you Watch haven't, space, yeah, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So like, I mean, teething support for teething babies. Yeah. You gave another yeah. uh, friend of mine something for nausea that I want to chat to you about for like car yeah. sickness and stuff. But I uh-huh. have personally been using the pain. <laughs> I've personally been using the pain away roller and, yeah. you know, I've got a, a chronic hip pain and mm-hmm. I will take my Pradol and I'll, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it kind of subsides. But the other night I was just yeah. like, ah, and I saw the pain away roller yeah. and I'm just like, of course. Mm-hmm. And I put that on and I put the balm on and the next yeah. morning. Oh, they work so well together. It, it, listen, so listeners, yeah. this is not, I mean, I, Ash, I, I sent Ash a, um, a meme sort of that 
I, I got off the net and it's just like one of those funny things. It says, allow, allow children to believe in Santa Claus. You believe in essential oils and no one is ruining that magic for you. <laughs> you know what? Whatevs. Nobody's going to ruin that magic yeah. for me. I fucking believe no. it. This shit works you know and why what? not? I think, that's why, I think that's why I give so much product away. People often say to me, like, you are bald, Wasting money, woman. yeah. Why are you giving stuff away? Why are you... Another thing, like, when people do start using essential oils, and that's what I love so much about this whole journey and why I ended up doing the business side as well is because I ended up doing business side without even knowing it. Mm. I was mm. mentoring women. I was teaching women. I was empowering them with the knowledge to learn, like, how do you use oils? How do you do it safely? How can I use them at home? Like, because of my passion and where this started for me, I was doing that already. And I think and also I once you try it, it, yeah, once you try yeah. it, you that's well, why you give the, the product. Just try exactly it. You, you'll see what I'm talking about. That's why my business started. Mm. I had no intention of making products and for other them. people. None mm. whatsoever. Yeah. No, I made stuff for us. And like once I made Sloan a cream that worked for her, I was like, oh, let me try and make Dunkster Roller to help with these migraines. Um, let me try, you know, make something for me as an extra support for just like calming the F down or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, I started kind of, it started there and it kind of branched out. And before I knew it, it was a friend saying, don't you have any of that funny oil that you gave me the other day? <laughs> and don't you, don't you want to make me some bum bomb? The one that you make for Sloan, don't you want to make it for me? Or, I mean, the one day, the most random thing I had this, old lady phoned me saying that her friend's granddaughter gave her some pain cream and she really wants me to make her some she has really bad arthritis and I was like who are you like, yeah <laughs> I, it, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend and you know eventually I was like shit man maybe this is a thing yes like, Maybe there are other people just like me who need these products but just don't know how. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or people who don't have the money to go and spend five grand on a starter kit like I did because I had to pay all those extra costs. Mm. That's why so, I started making stuff. And, and that's how my business started. It was all things that I was making for us at home. And you're saying for you and Hubby and for Sloan. And Sloan so, so it's yeah. safe for kids. Yeah, absolutely. Safe for well, kids, safe in, for pregnant I wanna women. Be, I want to be like super clear on that like I think that's why a lot of people also choose to buy products from me because they know that the oils are good number one it is young living oils they know that all of the base ingredients are good clean ingredients and they know that they've been safely blended mm -hmm. so you'll see on my website where it says for babies or for kids or for adults it's because it's been safely blended to that standard. Mm. The oils used in that blend are safe for that category of people. Okay. Um, and I think that's why it's doing so well is because it takes the guesswork out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and normally what ends up happening is it's people who start using my products and then they go, okay, but hey, maybe I can make this myself. And because they've gotten their kit with me, I send them recipes and I teach them how to do that for themselves. So Ash, listen, I, I, I just need to tell our listeners and Charlene, um, I think I, I passed on the information to her because I got her a, what was it, a sleepy time? Yes, Was you it did. the sleepy time? Yeah. Really? Yes. And, you know, one of the, so there's a caveat and, and that's why I will recommend Ash to anyone, listeners, is that, uh, you, that that's one of the products that you shouldn't expose it to sunlight, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I told you. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so that it's that type of thing that once and and I'm so grateful to you that you do yeah. empower people with information that you yeah. care enough to do so. So kudos to you, yeah. Ash. I really well, I, think I appreciate you and the I way can, you run your business. That's why I can support my family, like with that, even with that income now, is because I'm so passionate about teaching people how to use oils. Like if they know how to use them properly, they spend money on them, mm-hmm. and that is. In essentially how I get paid. Mm. So as against the whole network marketing thing as I was in the beginning, I've kind of taken it and given it my own spin. I don't just let people sign up with me, get their kits and say, okay, bye. Yeah, that's not you your know, modus operandi. You walk a road. Yeah, you walk a road with people and you look after them. And when they are doing well and when they are happy and when they're loving their product, you end up getting paid. And that's how I do it. Um, since it's become so popular now, there are on teams that do like the, just the business side of it mm. it's it's very um streamlined it's very you know precision you get your kits it's like a you fall in line you know and i'm the person that will spend hours on the phone with you helping you figure out what you can use for what um so i don't know it's, it's that's why i say it's busy because it's, yeah. i do that for every single person that signs up with me and Yes, it is time, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, Ash, listen, I could pick your brain. We've already spent so long <laughs> time, so yeah. long with you, but I mean, it's it's felt like a second. Your story is is fascinating, and I'm, I can only applaud you for holding your head up high through yeah. everything and and for what you've accomplished. And so, oh. lastly, I just want to ask, what is next for living that oil life? And what is um, next? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna link all of our listeners up. Oh. So you're probably gonna be you could probably gonna have to hire someone else to to <laughs> answer, answer the all the queries. Well, it's a it's a good it's a good thing then that my employers are immigrating. So <laughs> I'm finishing up my current job at the end of the year. Um, so it's good. It's like it's left space now for me to just kind of run with it, which is awesome. I'm so grateful for it. Um, but what I've done is I um I mean when I say to people my business is my life so I always joke and I say like I'm so shit with social media I'm terrible and I often get people saying like but we want to see like a day in your life and we want to see what you use oils for but if I'm honest I'm so crap at it because I'm too busy speaking to people (laughs) and helping them and you know staying alive myself and looking after a tiny human and my husband like I'm terrible with social media so like that's another thing that I need to start focusing on if there's anyone that wants to give me a hand with that, give me up. <laughs> but I just she when pays you look in oil and you look <laughs> at my yeah, <laughs> and you look at my business. That's my heart and soul right there. So what I've done now is I also realized like I was just working too much and I wasn't really doing anything for myself. So I dove into macrame. I've started doing like macrame plant hangers and wall hangings and woven pieces. Oh, and lovely. Duncan just said to me the one day, he's like, you're doing all of this stuff for your like self-care and self-love. He's like, you realize we only have so many walls, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. So I was like, that's true. And then he said to me, well, why don't we just add a decor section to your website? And so I'm launching um, macrame and just a whole bunch of like DIY stuff. I've started stocking DIY products. So People can buy base products from me and I help teach them how to make their own just everything. Cleaning Amazing. stuff, body products, 
face oils. And you've had some, some uh, for lack of a better word, courses or le- workshops, workshops basically. Yes, you've had a couple yes. I am gonna, yeah, I had one a couple of weeks ago um, and I loved it. Everyone loved it. So we'll definitely be doing more of those as well. Oh, hit us up and just let us know so we can tell our, all, of our, all listeners. of our listeners about it. I will yes. do. And I Ash, will do. you know, I'm just, I feel like we're, uh, Charlene and I are privileged to be um, here oh, for friend. the start of your journey yeah. because I see oh, great, you. great things And you coming. really were. You really were in the start. Like, honestly, I just, it, it still feels a little bit weird when people say, oh, you know, we'd love for you to teach us. It's weird because inside I'm just, still, I'm just a mommy still trying you, to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just trying to do what I need to do to kind of be kind to myself. And I think that's what I'll always be. Wow. Yeah, I don't even think we need a bottom line. I no. think that just spoke for itself. Yeah, it's, it, it relates right back to our constant talk of self-care and how life is just rushed and we're just putting one foot in front of the other trying to um, get by and, and just survive on the daily. And then until something happens that just shakes you to your very core and forces you into a position where you sit up and be like, I'm going to expire. If there's nothing left of me, when am I, if I don't start looking after myself, first of all, I'm going to have to live my life in this torture, either live my life in this torture or just not be able to cope. That's crazy, Charlene. I don't even think half of us are aware of what it feels like to feel good all the time. No, I think you're quite right. Like, like Ashley said, like I wasn't even, I feel good now and I'm better now, but I wasn't even aware of how shit I was feeling. Yeah. Until I, until now I feel better. And I was like, how did I live my life feeling so shit all the time? Feeling shit and being tired and having that like curtain in front of your eye, this opaque curtain that you can kind of see what's going on, but you just kind of you're just living through it and it's this dull you're kind just an of autopilot. You're you just know? an autopilot trying to get through. And I don't think many of us know better. Look, I'm speaking, you know, on everybody's behalf, mm. which I, I probably shouldn't be, but I think for the most part, in amidst these like hot words of mindfulness and being kind to yourself and all of that, all of us are str- still trying to attain that level of harmony with our bodies and i it's I, always gonna oh. be a, it's it's like learning a dance there's give and take and it, it, i think what i took away from the discussion with ashley is just balance mm. um you're never gonna get it a hundred percent right but if you can find some balance in your life where you still do a bit of the the, the what's bad for you not uh like poisoning yourself but like enjoying your mcdonald's once in a while and it's not just about the eating but it's also about what you put into your body onto your skin what we inhale well that's it for me is that i'm a perfume lover but through knowing ashley and doing a bit of my reading um i'm aware that there aren't great ingredients in our i know that we pay so much money for perfumes exactly and that's just the tip of the iceberg, there's all the products that we use, our cleaning products and all of that. And I'm not for one, because I'm not doing it myself. I'm not for one saying that I'm going to replace all my products. And, and like Ash said, she's done it little bit by little bit, mm. you know. Or um, she, she says it on her, on her social media um, often that, you know, she's, she could, you can't afford to do a huge health overhaul. It's too much. It's too much for your family and it's too much for us to take on. 
But that is the bottom line for me is knowledge is power, friends. Mm. So don't put your head in the sand. Um, And I think let's hold each other accountable when it comes to being in the moment, being present, being mindful Mm. and in a very no-judges fashion, informing each other and just being there for each other. Exactly. I mean, just looking through the products that she has, If I, next time I have a friend that says, I've really been battling with this and that, or my kid's got a bad cough, like you were talking yeah. about Elijah earlier. Let's check up. Just go and look on that website. There are natural products that can, I mean, I've been using uh, like a beeswax olive oil based bum cream for years now with both of my kids. And every time I stop using that product and I introduce another one, they get nappy rash. So that what's worked for me is a natural product in that that scenario. So the, these natural products do work. And not every not everything is for everyone, but in the areas of your life where it can make your life easier, just one less thing to worry about and sickle with, why not? Why not? So how about we keep talking? Exactly. <laughs> Listeners, you know this. If you want to chat with us, weigh in on something Uh, have a good cry, have an ugly laugh, (laughs) swear at us, rant, let us know what's up. DM us a voice note on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone. We always say this every week. You're welcome to email it to us on thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. And again, we want to hear what your hashtag bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moments were. So take a pic. Load it to your Instagram or Facebook post with those hashtags and tag The Great Equalizer. Your support's so important to us, guys. You have no idea. Every time someone likes a comment or a post or they interact with us, um, or even when you just share whatever we've uh, put out in social media, it means the world to us. So please keep it coming. And please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. It takes a second. Or rate us on Facebook. Um, and hit the subscribe button so you will be notified when a new episode is up. Exactly. The more we're seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you. Also, please don't forget, in honor of breast cancer awareness this month, uh, we at The Great Equalizer are gathering orders for knitted knockers in this month of October and the first week of November. You hit us up and we will send you all the details. Cool, yes, for sure. If you're keen to contribute, uh, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we will make sure you get all the right info to be part of this amazing initiative. Guys, please join us again next week. We'll be chatting local children's book authors ahead of the festive season. <laughs> this is one of your favorites, Sam, I and I know you're it. looking forward to uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I think that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom, mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. For something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.